Everybody, thank you for tuning in to the Ladies Promoting Transparent Advocacy Podcast. I am your podcast host, Shay Pate. And this tune is called Wonderful. So I thought it would be a good tune to start off my Wonderful Women Wednesday. Sit back as we celebrate a wonderful woman. Here we go. And enjoy the episode. As we celebrate this wonderful Women Wednesday, I always like to talk about when it comes to politics, did I vote for Republicans and Democrats? So when I do spotlights on politicians, I hope I can get a bit of both parties for different reasons. So what I decided to do on this wonderful Women Wednesday is to celebrate a historic moment for a woman of color and who happens to be a Republican. So what I want to do is, first of all, I don't know anything about her um, other than the research I just did for this specific episode, but she is, I guess her name is pronounced Winsome, Winsome Earl Sears. She is the new lieutenant governor-elect of the state of Virginia, and she has made major history, and she, let's just talk about her just from background, um, her background. Now, she is an American politician and businesswoman, and she is a member of the Republican Party. She served in the Virginia House of Delegates from 2002 to 2004, and then she lost a write-in bid in in Virginia for the U.S. Senate in 2018. So in 2021, she uh, election, she won the race for lieutenant governor, becoming the first person and first person of Jamaican origin to be elected statewide. You know, it's so funny because she actually was historic for this for other reasons as well, because not only. okay, she's made history because she's breaking barriers as the first female and the first woman of color. Don't forget, she is from Jamaica as well, so she's an immigrant. But they're saying that this is in the Commonwealth, this is the first time in the Commonwealth's 400-year legislative history. The irony of this by her being um, Jamaican, which is black, um, I can't call her African-American because she's Jamaican, but she's black. And 400 years ago, hmm, wasn't ever like slavery time? So pretty much since slavery time, she's made a lot of history with uh, getting elected this. Now, of course, by her being a black female and also a Republican, I can't even imagine. I mean, really, I can't even imagine what she has encountered in the black community because, um, you know, for some reason, the Democrats take the black vote for, for granted and assume all blacks are Democrats. And unfortunately, uh, they're wrong. I mean, well, I don't want to say unfortunately. Let me just say they're wrong because there's more and more black Republicans. So that is really, really going to uh, shake up some things in the state of Virginia. But it's also going to shake up some things uh, nationwide because the state of Virginia just took everything, everything. 
So, um, but she is a, an ex-Marine. She's a wife and a mother. Um, I was reading about uh, how her one of her daughters and two grandchildren died in a car accident. And um, that was in 2012. So condolences out to her. Um, there's some speeches that they were quoting a lot of stuff that she said. And, you know, she's quoted as saying, it's an historic night. Yes, it is. But I didn't run to make history. I just wanted to leave it better than I found it. And that's what she said to a crowd um, the day after the election. You know, she was the national chair of black Americans making America first. Now, I had never even heard of this, but what it is is a coalition that promotes initiatives by former President Donald Trump and has defended him after controversies and racist comments. Asked about her support for Trump, she told CNN, quote, I am an independent thinker and promise to ensure more diverse representation is appointed on boards and commissions. She also said that she would increase funding for historically black colleges and universities. Now, it's so funny because, you know, they were saying in this article that I saw on CNN Politics called The Point, they were saying that she downplayed the influence of race on her political outlook and taunted the progress of equality for black Americans, but has also acknowledged that there is more work to be done. She's quoted as saying, there is no census bureau category called of color. I am black. Virginians are ready to, excuse me, Virginians are ready for strong, principled and sensible leaders who will serve them no matter one's color. Now, that's uh, they said that was previously told. Uh, what she told CNN when asked the importance of being the first woman of color as lieutenant governor. You know, um, she goes on to say, in case you have not noticed, I am black and I have been black all my life, but that is not what this is about. What we are going to do is we are going to now be about the business of the Commonwealth. We have things to tend to she says, which includes fully funding historically black colleges and universities. And then she mentions uh, Yunkin's plans for the state. And she says, we're going to have safer neighborhoods, safer communities, and our children are going to get a good education. Now, as I said, I don't know anything about her. I just found out this information from doing some research on different websites. And I'm going to just say this. I don't know nothing about her, but those from Virginia, if she and the new Republican governor-elect are really trying to do positive things for all communities, and especially uh, black colleges and universities, then I just applaud that because I don't care what color you are. If you're making things better for the community and for the less fortunate and for people of color, I'm definitely in supportive of that. You know, and it's interesting because CNN politics, and I always list my sources when they I was reading this article on her. It was interesting they they had a section called conservative views, <laughs> and you know they got a couple uh, paragraphs about this, and you know they say that she would not say, and that's Miss Sears, she would not say whether she supports the removal of Confederate monuments. And, you know, that was happening in Virginia mm, 
You know, um, she was she has previously criticized Republicans who embrace the Confederate flag, but she emphasized the progress made by black people in her lifetime when asked about race relations in the Commonwealth. She's quoted the same. We have a saying in church. I may not be what I'm supposed to be, but I ain't what I used to be. Wow. I didn't hear that saying. And that's America. Hmm. She goes on and says, we are not back in 1963 when my father arrived at the height of the civil rights movement and things were very bad for us as black people. She goes on to say, are there changes that need to be made? Most assuredly, there is no country in this world that does not suffer from racism. But you have seen people who are dying to cross the border into America because they know that if they can get their foot on American soil, the trajectory of their lives will change as it did for my father. Hmm. This is so interesting. Um, they asked her about the uh, critical race theory. And um, here's what she said. If critical race theory means that telling a child that once you emerge from the womb, you are a racist and a colonist, colonizer and whatever else, that's not going to be good. That's going to create morale problems for everybody. She told Virginia Mercury in August, if we're going to teach about African-American history, why just keep it to one month? Let's teach it throughout. Let's talk about these things. You can't escape history. Let's talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly. Now, as I said, I know nothing about her. I didn't follow her. But I'm going to say the things I'm reading as her quotes, I actually agree with. I like them. I mean, we do have to be independent thinkers no matter what party we vote for. And to me, a lot of the things that she's saying is what, the Democrats have said in the past and should be saying right now. And it's interesting because um, I really wonder what other Republicans are thinking about her. I want to congratulate her. I'm not hating on her. I Like I always say, I'm an independent voter, registered as a Democrat. I always put that out there. But in all honesty, um, I'm reading about this woman and... Everything that I'm quoting that she's saying, I'm in agreement with. <laughs> so, you know, I mm, I don't know what to say. So far, I haven't had any negative things to say about her other than um, I'm not going to hate on the Trump supporters, but I'm not a supporter at all. And I do feel that she being a strong supporter of him. And I don't know if that's being said for her political life because he is leading the uh, the Republican Party and can kind of got everybody afraid. Um, but some of the things he stands for and the fact that she supports him, that makes me feel some kind of way. But she's, you know, she's doing what she's doing. And right now she's being very successful at it. So I don't expect her to change. And I do say that a lot of the things that I have quoted about her, I actually agree with. You know, she's married to a Marine Corps veteran 
So I want to say shout out to uh, her and her husband for serving because, as you know, tomorrow is uh, Veterans Day, November 11th, 2021. So I do want to give a special shout out, not just to her, but all the veterans and for keeping us safe and for serving. And um, I want you guys to just it's just a one minute acceptance speech that she gives but i wanted to play it so you all i'm sorry if you hear papers rolling around um i wanted to play her speech so you all can hear it so check out her speech oh, oh, all right all right all right settle down settle down for words for the first time in my life. You know, I love you too. I am here. Yes. Rancor. Motivated, dedicated. So, I'm, I'm here because of you. I'm here because you voted for me. I'm here because you put your trust in me. That's the only reason I'm here. Thank you. Thank you. Got my speech. I want to introduce to you my husband, Terrence. He's another Marine. My daughter, Katja. And, and my other daughter, Janelle. I'm telling you that what you are looking at is the American dream. The American dream. When my father came to this country, August 11th of 1963, he came at the height of the civil rights movement from Jamaica. He came and I said to him, but it was such a bad time for us. Why did you come? And he said, because America was where the jobs and the opportunities were. And he only came with a dollar seventy-five. One dollar and seventy-five cents. Took any job he could find and he put himself through school and started his American dream. And then, yes, and now he's comfortably retired and then he came and got me when I was six years old. And when I stepped on that Pan Am Boeing 737 and landed at JFK, I landed in a new world. And so let me tell you this. I am not even first generation American. 
When I joined the Marine Corps, I was still a Jamaican. But this country had done so much for me. I was willing, willing to die for this country. And so I say to you, victory indeed. But I, I say to you, there are some who want to divide us, and we must not let that happen. They would like us to believe we are back in 1963 when my father came. We can live where we want. We can eat where we want. We own the water fountains. We have had a black president elected not once but twice, and here I am living proof. In case you haven't noticed, I am black, and I have been black all my life. But that's not what this is about. What we are going to do is we are going to now be about the business of the Commonwealth. We have things to tend to. We are going to fully fund our historically black colleges and universities. You're going to hear from your governor-elect, Glenn Youngkin, and he's got a day one plan that I'm already tired about. Don't know how we're going to make it to day two. But he's going to make sure we keep more of our money in our pockets because he's going to get rid of all kinds of taxes. We're going to have safer neighborhoods, safer communities, and our children are going to get a good education. Because education lifted my father out of poverty, education lifted me out of poverty, education will lift us all out of poverty because we, we must have marketable skills so that our children cannot just survive, but they will thrive and they will create generational wealth. That's what this is about. I'm going to finish up. We love you too. It's a historic night. Yes, it is, but I didn't run to make history. I just wanted to leave it better than I found it. And with your help, we're going to do that. We're going to have transparent government. And as I used to say as we were on the trail, hold on, Virginia. Help is on the way. The cavalry has arrived. Thank you. God bless you. And finally, I want to thank my staff because I couldn't have done it without them. We were a ragtag bunch of people. We ran 
an impossible, improbable campaign against God was exactly with us. Otherwise, we would never have made it. And so I want to finish up by thanking you, Jesus, how sweet it is. Now, of course, her being a Republican, I'm going to have to go to Fox News. So I saw on uh, YouTube that uh, Fox did an interview with her on November 2nd, and it's entitled GOP Candidate Blast Democrats Manipulation of Black Voters. So um, I want you all to check this out. And Tony Morrison's book, Beloved. So he's going after one of the most preeminent African-American female writers in American history. All the hundreds of books you could look at, why did you take the one black female author? Why did you do it? He's ending his campaign on a racist dog whistle. Democrat Terry McAuliffe making a bold accusation against Republican Glenn Youngkin. That attack part of McAuliffe's effort to get his supporters to turn out at the polls. Here to react, Virginia Lieutenant Governor Candidate Winston Sears. Big day for you, Miss Sears. We appreciate you kicking it off with us. First, let's clear this up. Is Youngkin trying to ban Beloved and other books by black authors? Of course not. You know, I, I tell you, I am at a loss for words because if I do speak what I'm thinking, it's not going to be pretty. This is what the Democrats do over and over again. They come into the black community and they try to gin up our anger over some supposed threat or some supposed slight. And then we're supposed to run out and vote for them because they're coming to save us. They're our political saviors. Folks, here come the Democrats. They are the cavalry. Thank God for them. You know, at some point this is going to get old, and this is the time, and this is the year it's going to get old because we are sick of it. We want them to go find another victim. You see that they come and they try to get our vote, but only at election time, people. And after that, they're gone again for another four years. They're like the cicada. <laughs> the cicada stayed for 17. Yeah. Um, as you hit the campaign trail, are you seeing a shift, though, among black Virginians away from the Democratic Party, saying, telling you that they are going to vote for you and the Republican slate? Yeah, we're seeing uh, quite a bit of that. Uh, I, and it's simple. People are voting for their children. McAuliffe told us that parents don't matter in education. And so parents are thinking, wait a minute, what? Whose children are they? And the Virginia Constitution tells us, as it is written, that parents are responsible for the upbringing of their children. And we don't really need the Constitution to tell us that as parents. We already know that, but it's good that it's in black and white. And then there's so many other things. Jobs. The, the jobs are leaving because we have right to work. That's a threat. As a matter of fact, it's one vote away in the Senate from being gone. And we're not going to, we don't want that because if that happens, we are going to lose 11,000, I'm sorry, $11 billion worth of investments immediately and 40,000 jobs. And that's said by the Virginia Economic Development Partnership. So we can't afford to lose that. In fact, I know of at least one company. There are more but one who the company manager told me that they are going to build a plant in Virginia, but only after they see the results of the wow. November elections, which are today. Wow. Does the black Otherwise, community, they're gone. Yeah, does the black community see through the race baiting by the McAuliffe campaign and his supporters? Oh, yes. 
and we have, but we have been, we have felt maybe we didn't have anyone to vote for. And so, you know, here I am saying it's okay. Come on in. The water is fine. Uh, there is nothing wrong. And, you know, there's so many, they've gone independent or, you know, but when you have someone like President Joe Biden saying to us that, well, the Republicans don't put y'all back in chains, you know, it causes fear. It, it, but we are bridging that gap because we have the solutions, we have the ideas. And finally, everyone knows that the schools are failing. We've got to also pay teachers more and we have to keep our community safe. But unfortunately, it looks like it's the majority, overwhelming majority of black people who want police gone. And that's not even the case. The actual number is that 80% of black people want the police to stay. They don't want them defunded. Just want to get rid of the bad apples, bad apples in every profession, lawyers, doctors, media. <coughs> and so you get rid of the bad apples and you keep Excuse the rest. Winston Sears, I hope you're not implying me. I'd be hurt. I'd be crushed. If <laughs> I'm talking about the mainstream. Uh, see, I fished a compliment out of Winston's ears. You got a big day ahead of you. We certainly wish you the very best of luck. Big day ahead. We're going to see how it all turns out. Winston Sears, good luck. Try to get some rest. Uh, yes. Thank you yes, very much. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Okay. Good day. Well, that was the interview on election day from Winston Sears on Fox News. So I wanted to get that. And I'm going to be honest with you once again. I don't know nothing about this woman. And I am an independent voter, but a registered Democrat. But everything she said, <laughs> even though it's on Fox and she's a Republican, I agree with. I agree with because a lot of blacks, they don't want the, 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 to defund the police because we call them all the time. We want them there. We want to just, like she said, get the bad ones out and have them do better in the black community. And they do, I think I talked about this in previous episodes, they come to the black churches, and I mean they as in the Democrats. The Democrats, I'm going to tell you something, from this Virginia race, they better learn something or it's all over. We're going back to Trump land. We're going back to Republican countries because the Republican legislators in so many different states have already changed the law, so it's going to be harder to vote. And they're trying to take back the House and the Senate and the White House. And so if we keep getting fooled by Democrats just because they're coming into our church and still they're not doing things that benefit us as a community, as a race, then we may need to talk about it. However, Republicans, we can't have the hating, trying to lynch us, trying to uh, be negative against all non-white Trump hater Republicans either. You know, we need to come to a middle ground. I like this woman. I don't know nothing about her. I even like her first name. It's spelled W-I-N at the very beginning, which means when. So, I mean, hmm. I'm like, she winning already. And then the second part of her first name is Sum. Winsome. S-O-M-E. So both are, her first name split up. Both words are powerful. So, I mean, sometimes you destined to be uh, great in your name. So I, I just wanted you all to hear her own voice. And like I said, I don't know nothing about her. And I don't promote no party over another. But everything I've read about her, everything I've heard just in this episode, I'm in total agreement with her. So I want to congratulate Lieutenant Governor Winsome Sears. 
You go, girl, because you did that. That's all I got to say about her. Well, guys, this will end this episode. And I hope that the information that you received is inspiring, uplifting, and informative. As I always say, follow us on Twitter at Advocacy Ladies. That's capital A is in advocacy, capital L is in ladies. We are also now on Instagram, and forgive me because I'm still trying to learn Instagram, but we are, we are on Instagram also at Advocacy Ladies. And you can follow us on many of the podcast apps. We are on Apple iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Pandora, Alexa TuneIn, and of course, my hosting podcast company, Podbean. If you have any questions or subjects you want us to look into, give us a call. We're at 404-855-7723. Or you can send us an email at podcasthostshaypate19 at gmail.com. And you know my favorite question is, what do you have to say? Thank you for listening.